Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome back to another installment of New Books and Poetry's month-long celebration of the chapbook, Chapbookapalooza. I am your host, Jen Fitzgerald. Today, Lyric Hunter joins us to discuss her new collection. Lyric Hunter was born in New York City in 1990. She graduated from the Cooper Union School of Art in 2012. Her first chapbook, Swallower, was published earlier this year by Ugly, Duck- Ugly Duckling Press. Welcome, Lyric. Hi, thanks. So when we first set up our discussion, you were living in France, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you spend uh, any time over there? What were you over there for? I was um, working in France as uh, an assistant teacher of English in the um, uh, sort of teaching assistant program in France. There's a program run by the French embassy, and uh, and it recruits Anglophone speakers from around the world to to be language assistants in the classrooms in French schools. So what part of France were you living in? I was in Paris, um, and I was teaching in the suburbs just outside the city. Um, So one of the things that caught me about your work is um, the bilingual prosody. Um, So you weave sound and content in a way that spans English and French, and I am curious how one gets their mind to work in that way. Uh, for me, I think that came out of basically just the experience of of, uh, of learning a second language. And so, what uh, what actually happened first was I spent um, I previously spent six months in in Paris as a as an exchange student and had been learning French in school uh, for a long time before that. But it was quite a different experience to be in France as a student. Um, speaking the language and like with everyone around me uh with the whole world operating in french rather than in english and so it was it was that experience that sort of started to gel in my brain this uh all these these words that started to replace other words and i couldn't remember the english for something but i could remember the french for something and i found that the languages were mixing in my own sentences and um and that was what really uh that that was one of the foundational sort of um, principles that the po- that the poems are based on. Yeah, you really brought that to life on the page. The idea that words started replacing one another in the languages. Um, would you read La Anya? I'm not going to pronounce that right. On page twenty one, <laughs> the whole poem is about not being able to pronounce that right. <laughs> yeah, like Anya. Yeah, it's not easy. La water in a mouth, a brick in mine. La a hard harness, a leather strap sandal, la harm, a limb, its black rotten marrow. And I said it again, la spite, spit, revenge, but not, hatred, but not, persistence, but worse. And no, it's not so far from anywhere. La is feminine, la is difficult. Violet, violent music resting, a sense of division, 
a space of direction. To spit is to symbol, an aversion to spirit. Hate is a viable energy, lack of which likes to like as it's made. Speak as if frozen, or shake a limb strapped. Thank you very much. Um, I, I like that poem, and I had wanted to speak about the title, but I think you've, you've pretty much told me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the poem was born of the title, not the title born of the poem, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, it, it came out of this sort of uh, moment I had where I was reading something in French with a friend, and, and I came across this word I couldn't, I didn't understand and couldn't say, and he explained it to me. And it didn't. He, he said he couldn't, and it was just this sort of weird word I couldn't quite access, even though it was right there on the page. And so that's it's it's sort of like trying to figure this word out. Yeah, it, it has a lot of different dimensions in the French. Um, I know it can mean like you know, curmudgeon or aggressive or I, I don't. I mean, grumpy is not a good word for it, of course. But um, so were you able to eventually access um, an English meaning for this word? Well, I still can't use it in a sentence <laughs> in French, for example. I wouldn't know how. It, it really, it really does still have a um, a meaning that sort of outside of what I can manage in, in English. Although I'm sure, you know, it, it must have a, a, dir- a direct, I mean, uh, you know, like a pretty, a pretty good translation. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> um, so the first poem in the collection, Guerre de Lyon, is long, and I don't want to give the entire piece away, but could you read the first two parts? Oh, sure. Guerre de Lyon. Tis at the mouth in the Guerre de Lyon. A sans-abri encampment finds abri on metal benches. Their toilet paper comes from the relay at the entrance, or from Hadley's valise found tucked under old papers, lost bears and scars in a scarred phone booth. The Gare de Lyon is a swallower of things, a palm-tree dome of parasites, magazine, a copy of the last hors-série. This time it's saline. He can't have been a contradiction. He can't have been a bomb. The gar, the gar swallowed the first kiss, such a fascist kiss, I kissed, a history, a series of saline, fear times a hundred bombs. The pigeons are at the, are at the entrance, excuse me, the pigeons are at the window, picking at brioche and tickets and sitting on crossbeams and benches, watching you deftly, buying a ticket, checking and counting, the announcement sings the train's approach, the terminal's timed, counting and checking and ticking and watching and maybe looking for someone. The clock on the tower rings the hour, high and above. At the line, a white heron broke level, dropped in to the gorge, where the trees were impossibly green. Thank you very much. Um, this poem, in parts, it takes up um, a, a good portion of the entire collection. Could you speak a little bit to uh, how it came into being? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, let's see, well, it actually started because I was trying to work out some, it, I started writing these poems after I came back from exchange semester, and I was in my final, uh, well, actually, it came, they came up, they came up, uh, long after that, so, uh, so I came back from exchange semester, and then I did my final year at Cooper. And then I started, I had been thinking about France the whole time, sort of, um, I'd been painting paintings 
about it and making drawings and none of them were quite doing it they they were, they were okay they were pretty good they 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 filled up my thesis show but they were not quite managing to say what i wanted to say and so i started writing these poems um uh, and and i had been sort of thinking about uh how paris how i knew about paris in in the sort of uh context of um uh, modernism and uh ernest hemingway's paris the, the movable feast mm-hmm. i was thinking about paris as the movable feast but i had been in paris and it was not a movable feast it was mm-hmm. paris and it's a living city and it's and it's a dying city and and um and so my and so the poem really started about that because i wanted to start writing the poems from a place that was real and the god leon was was what was real for me because I'd lived around the corner from it. Mm-hmm. And every time I went in to go down to the metro, it was, I could always smell piss. Every, every time I went through the entrance, there was the piss smell. First greet, first greeting. Mm-hmm. Hello, piss. <laughs> so, that's not what one thinks about when they first want to picture France, but, um, <laughs> but it's real. It's absolutely real. And I love the idea of mixed media. I didn't know that you were a painter. Yeah, I mean, that's where I started. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I wish we had more time to go into that, but I, I want you to be able to read one more poem for us. Um, the final poem, uh, A Garden, on page 23, please. Of course. A Garden. Garden reminds a garden, unravels garlands of worry. Garden in evening, early living church, a place of relations. To garden, to murmur, dripping slow sounds as trees in sunlight do. Garden in relation to the boulevards, guarding the long quiet whale. Wild ground is waiting beneath tended tender marronnier. Garden catalog, garden absolute, garden incomprehensible, garden invisible, garden mythical, garden over there. The garden is a mess of things. Garden mystic, garden love, garden contemporary, garden style. Gardener, garden harder, garden god, garden minor. Garden mirror, garden fournier. Everything I want to say, I swallow. Thank you. Um, I love that poem. I love how it descends into something that is much more menacing than a garden. Um, I, I think that the attention to sound there is brilliant. Do you want to uh, talk at all about why you chose this to end the collection? Um, thank you so much about those words about my poem. I um, I think it just sort of I don't know. I it comes certainly out of the sound of saying Garde Lyon over and over again, and how Garde Garden sort mm-hmm. of you know, they sort of, one sort of becomes the other, and, um, and I spent a lot of time in public gardens Mm -hmm. in Paris, because that's what one does, (laughs) there are many of them, and you end up in them, and, um, and they, they are the city, and they aren't the city, and, and, uh, and they've got a lot of ideas in them, and a lot of history, and, yeah, (laughs) I'm sort of thinking of it also as, as, um, Paris being a garden as a a garden in it in a, as in a container of of 
many little living things as a city is. And, mm. uh, and also, you know, I could go on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I like that. That's, that's brilliant. And like I said, I wish we had more time, but I have a feeling that this is not the last that we're going to be hearing from you. So oh. <laughs> I'm excited to follow your career as it starts. Thank you. Um, so thank you <laughs> yeah. for, for joining us and for sharing your work with our listeners. Thanks for having me. This is Jen Fitzgerald with New Books and Poetry, reminding you to support all the arts, but especially poetry. Mm-hmm.